Welcome back once more to the 12th instalment of the Fantasy Football Surgery podcast coming to you on the 3rd of February after the midweek Barclays Premier League football matches. Question to you, does your side represent the career of Owen Hargreaves, i.e. did it start fairly well, get promising in the middle and then a medley of injuries brought you grinding to a halt? Well, let us get in there and put you right. Welcoming back our panel of experts. First of all, our frosty giant who lives in a cave filled with stalagmites, pointing sadly in the opposite direction to his fantasy football team. Welcome back the Iceman. Hi Pete, hi all. And vying for the award for best ginger football pundit with Talk Sports Perry Groves, it's the beard. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, would you like some mash with a side of game week failure? Well, our Manchester City dinner lady, Parker, is here to serve it up. Welcome back to you, sir. Evening, folks. And finally, our media man who would fare very well in the boxing world as he loves to take a hit, it's Woodsy. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back, sir. Lads, as a gunner, I didn't even bother switching on to the transfer deadline day as I knew Wenger wouldn't be busy at all. My question is, though, which player that came in during the January transfer window is going to make a difference to our fantasy football teams? I'm interested to see who you'd all pick. And I'm going to come to Woodsy first. Who have you got in mind who transferred during that window who might make a difference? I've got my eyes set on Adebayor, the ex-Spurs player who's just signed for Crystal Palace. Um, even though he's ageing rapidly at the ripe old age of 31, I think there's... Um, and And there's also that as well, yes. Said like a true Arsenal fan there. I've got to say, what I will say about him, he's a bit like Voldemort. It's like the name that should not be mentioned in the Emirates. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely sense that. I think Spurs fans might also have the same opinion as well, considering he's just a lazy bastard as well towards the end of his uh, career with them and failed to leave until he got all his money. So a selfish, twattish bastard, money-grabbing and lazy. So, yeah, I've gone for him. Makes perfect sense. And uh, reasons for that? Well, I think probably because I can remember the season of 2013-14, I think uh, Parker and myself got on board the Adebayor train, included him in our squads and, and got some points from him as he was Spurs' top scorer during that season. 21 appearances and 11 goals. So I'm reminiscing of old times and uh, a previous season of fantasy football and think that he will score, pick up points and uh, ultimately assist Crystal Palace in the latter half of the season has anybody else gone for Adebayor as their transfer yeah I was looking at him as well Pete go on what, what attracted you to him Brookie uh, well, price tag 5.8 quite cheap he's obviously experienced obviously there's doubts over his match fitness at the moment but I think there's a possibility he could be on pens as well just for his confidence I know goodbye's on them but I think if Pardew keeps him happy because he's quite good with uh, managing players, isn't he, Pardew? And yeah. you look at you look at Palace's fixtures. I think in the next four, they've got Swansea, Watford, West Brom, and Sunderland. Yeah. Um, I know Belassi has been a huge loss since he's been injured, and it has shown. I don't know if yeah. he's due back, back soon. I'm just waiting for him to come back. But um, you've obviously got Sahar punchant as well, and that lone striker in Adebayo. I think if he gets the right service and he's happy, that's the key. Yeah. He is a good sign for the second part of the season. I think. I think. I've got to say that. I don't think he's going to be on penalties. He can't take a buy off, surely. Maybe not, but I definitely think, like what Brookie touched on there, he's going to get the service. I know in game week 24, the one just gone, Crystal Palace ended up losing 2-1 to Bournemouth, but they were really strong going forward. 13 shots, chances, and put 15 crosses in. So if those crosses almost are... scored, actually, didn't he? He did, yeah, as well. He did almost score. Yeah. Um, he had he had two shots in the, what was it, 30-odd minutes that he came on and played for, 33 minutes, I think it was. Uh, two shots, one of those was a good opportunity. 
And Brookie as well, he touched on Zahar and Punchin as well. They're, they're going to be knocking balls into the box. I think Punchin's within the top five of the most chances created of the entire Premier League midfielders. I think he's fourth in the rankings oh, at the moment. Yeah, uh, with right. 44. I think he's it's 40, no, 40. He's no stats, though, is he? No, I'm sorry, he's got no fancy football points at the moment. No, no, he's not picking up massive amounts of points, but I think if we're looking at somebody that's that's changed affiliation in the, the January transfer window and there's a potential of picking up points, I think Adebayor is a good shout, especially with Crystal Palace's lack of striking options at the moment with injuries. He's going to get game time, uh, even though Punching isn't picking up points. Perhaps that's because he's not had, had anybody to finish off those crosses and chances that he's creating. Yeah, true. Yeah, good points. Uh- I think to give it um, a bit of balance here, as a bitter and twisted previous fan of his as an Arsenal fan, on one side of it, you know, you've got the negative where with his demeanour towards the other players, he could really affect the morale in the squad. But equally, he could be an absolute gem and potentially score them the goals that are going to kind of drag them up the league. And like you say, they've got probably one of the most dynamic attacking midfield setups in the league behind him. So could be a good shout of 5.8 million. Um, Parker, who have you got in mind in terms of transfers? <coughs> So mine is uh, Benekophobi. Um, I like it. Go on. His stats already. He's got three goals in four games. Very strong. And Bournemouth just are playing good football. They're playing attacking football. I can't see that changing. The fixtures aren't too bad. They've got Arsenal at home. But I think at home, I think they, they might do a job on Arsenal. They've got Stoke, Watford, Saints, Newcastle, Swansea. So not the hardest games. And yeah, I think they, they look like they're going to score goals and... I think he's going to be a real key focal point for them. So that's my, so my is one. He, is he your Lukaku replacement, mate? He's certainly a possibility, mate, because Lukaku is definitely coming out. He's going to drop hard, isn't he? He is dropping hard already, mate. We've already lost a couple of mi- point two mil or something on him, point three, and already he's the second most transferred out this week, game week already, like 30,000 have already transferred him out. So, yeah. Can we not Lukaku talk about him? He's he's made me very angry tonight. Very angry. <laughs> along along with Baines. Right, oh God, he is also oh. dead to me. Oh, I blame Martinez. He's he's. I've never hated somebody more at this moment in time. <laughs> I mean, what? what how, why do you bench Baines? I'm quite fond of him actually. I think I think it was the right choice. <laughs> oh, shut well, up, they, they've kept prick. And they've and uh, even though it's affected me, they did keep a clean sheet tonight. So tactically, I think he was uh, he was spot on with that decision. <laughs> Just and to I'm, make I'm, a bit of context of that. Stu is actually hating on Beard at the moment because Beard had Barkley, who got the two penalties tonight, <laughs> which Beard is loving. Woodsy, have, have, have you still got Barkley? No, I took Barkley out. Oh, yes. Oh, move on, move on <laughs> quickly. He, he, he was definitely, he was definitely the one of your three Everton players to get out this week. Iceman, who's your, who's your transfer in? I'm actually looking at a new Everton player, and it's Umar Niasse. I'm hoping I'm saying it right. I'm not really sure. I'm going to be uh, honest, I've, just, I've never heard of him. I'm going to need some background here and some Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. It's, who knows? Now Lukaku is out. He may be injured. God knows what's what's happening with Martinez's team. But uh, yeah, the Sen- Senegalese international, Niasse, joined Everton on deadline day uh, for, I think it was, 13.5 mil. Signing from Lotomotive Moscow, and he, he was almost scoring a goal a game there with 13 goals and 15 appearances this season. It looks like Everton may have got him in his prime and he's only 25 so yeah he's, he's definitely one which has got a lot of potential. He might push out Kone from the team. I mean looking at Lukaku being injured he could see him out of the team. Uh, I can see him 
being used as primarily a sub to start with. But How much did you say it cost? I'm, I'm keeping my eye on him. He's costing 7 mil. Over, well, okay. he cost Everton 13.5, but uh, fantasy football, he's 7 mil. So, yeah, looking at him at the moment. A few, players, a few players around that price, right, uh, price range at the moment, if you look at him and Austin. And the man that I'm going to bring to the discussion, who's also 7 million, um, more for the sake of talking about him than anything, is Alex Pato, who's just signed for Chelsea. Um, I think he's an interesting one because it feels like he's been around forever. It felt like he went to Milan at a very young age back in 2007. He's always been there on the um, on FIFA and Football Manager as a, as a good one to pick. His career dipped in 2013 when he had a lot of injuries to Milan and went back to Brazil. And it's just interesting that he's now popped up as the solution for Chelsea when they've just had a similar player like Falcao get injured. But essentially his most recent stats, in his time at Milan over the course of five years, he got 51 goals in 117 games for Corinthians he got nine goals in 30 then went on loan the next season so I do question his stability of staying in that squad but I think he's an interesting one he could be a good foil to Costa if he gets him fit so I wouldn't put him in yet but I'm certainly going to be keeping my eye on him still only 26 years old as well yeah potential. What's his FPL value? Seven million. So again, he's another one that's going to fall into that bracket with with Iceman's pick. And again, you might not want to put him in ahead of an guys, Austin just yet, but like it could be sort of uh, eventually a potential last... rotation. Or... Okay. Would you guys Talk... not be more tempted with a player that's been tested and proven in the Premiership at that value, like an Austin? Yeah. I think Pau never. He's going to like play the odd minute here and there, not proven at all. I think for seven mil, that is an expensive gamble. Yeah, but like like Pete says, I don't think he's he's willing to put him in straight away. It's just see how he goes. Keep your eye on him because I reckon he has got a lot of potential to play along with Niasse. And his, uh, the thing yeah. about Pata, when he has played, his game-to-goal game and assist ratio is actually very good. So again, it depends if he gets any game time for Chelsea. So one to keep an eye on. Or maybe just to go with Austin, we'll see. So let's move on to our panel's picks for the week. Thinking about the players that we're calling for the coming weekend. I went to Woodsy first on the last one. So Iceman, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Who's your panel's pick? I was looking at an Arsenal player because... Uh, Shock. I, I, <laughs> well, I watched the game and we were all over you for the whole game. Did it you score? How we didn't score. How many goals have you scored against us this season? Oh. Oh. Sanchez. <laughs> I'm going to try now. How many goals have you scored in the last three games? Yeah, nothing. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. I, I, do, I do somewhat blame the Emirates Stadium. Did you hear it at the start of the game? It was just so quiet. So your <laughs> panel pick that? Check. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we've been calling the uh, Emirates a library for the past forever. Well, it's actually hybrid you call library and now the Emirates is just, yeah, more or less the same. A very expensive well, that's, that's library. That's why we call it library. We've continued on that library. theme. It's, yeah, it's the updated library. Yeah. But uh, yeah, looking <laughs> looking at Ozil and Sanchez, I do think the next game we've got Bournemouth and looking at how they performed in the last game Alexis was involved in nearly everything he had five attempts on goal obviously he didn't score but so many chances if it wasn't for Forrester he would have been on the score sheet I do think Arsenal would have just won it, it, that game had 2-0 written all over it it just didn't come for Arsenal no I think it was 0-0 mate written all over it actually <laughs> 
You were very it, good going forward, I must admit. You're very, very attacking-minded. Uh, and I think against anybody else, so you've got Bournemouth, haven't you, next next game week. I think if, if that momentum continues, there's going to be goals there, definitely. I think you had something like 21 shots and, uh, I don't know, it was ridiculous. Like double figures, chances created and crosses put into the box. I think yeah, Giroud had created 10 chances, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Just and imagine if Van- stats were impressive. Imagine if Wenger had signed a striker, we might be talking about a victory. So Ice- Iceman is in your team, that's the question. He's not yet, but I've got two chances and I think Lukaku's got go. Maybe that I can fund Sanchez with his money downgrading Lukaku, don't know okay. really yet. Bit of thinking to be done there. Well, I'm going to come in next with... Originally, I was going to go for a phobe, but I think um, Parker's already mentioned him. He is against Arsenal this week, but at the same time, I think he'll be keen to prove himself against his old club. The other player which I'm going to bring up is Firmino. In the next couple of weeks, Liverpool have got Sunderland and Villa, who various times in the last couple of months have literally been cannon fodder. So I think still reasonably priced and would be a good shout against those two teams. Still price rising as well, so could get a combination of profit if he gets a couple of goals as well. Has anybody got Firmino in their team? No. No, not currently, no. but I think that's a good plans shout. To get, plans to get him in? Just don't trust Liverpool, mate, to realize they're so up and down. See, I think they're due. Yeah. How long's Firmino out for? I don't know. No idea, mate. Too long if you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah. I think they... Yeah, the problem they've, they've got with Liverpool, definitely... I think, is that they've got the Carling Cup, and that often distracts teams quite a lot. Are we coming up for a, a game week where they're not going to be included as well? Is it game week 27 that because of the cup fixtures they won't be included? Yeah, game week 27 will be Liverpool, Man City. Newcastle, Man City, Everton. And Everton. Yeah, they're all blanking that week. We obviously haven't yeah, had confirmation of when that double game week will be happening, but the blank is definitely on the 20, uh, game week 27. It's a good shout there, Ball. I'm surprised they didn't score against Leicester. They were all over them at points, weren't they? I mean, they had 14 shots on target, created 11 chances. And, and it's hard when you forward. spend 90 minutes, very much, and it's hard when you spend 90 minutes chasing the best striker in Europe around the pitch. So <laughs> yeah. potentially for me, no, some mixed thoughts about him. Going to come to the beard next. Who have you got in mind for your panels pick? I was looking at Wijnaldum, uh, still 7.1, still owned by a healthy, I think 16%. Obviously, McLaren he's brought in, Don Joe Selvi, Townsend, and who's the Roma striker he's brought in as well? Is it? Is this, is this, is this at Newcastle? Yeah. Oh, is it Dumbia? Dumbia, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, I just think bringing those players in, I think, and he's, he's a home player, isn't he? he? I don't think he's scored on the road yet this season. All his goals have come at home, and I, I just fancy him for this game week to do well. I, I do yeah. like that pick because actually in terms of the Newcastle front lines it's going to look very different now Obviously, he's going to have Shelby sat just behind who's a more creative player you're going to have Townsend off to one side you've got Savet who's got pace and Doombeer as well so suddenly it's a very different looking strike force for them but again he's, he has got a blank in game week 27 so I don't know if bringing in a player who's got a blank in game week 27 is a great idea at the moment because it depends how many you've got in your team at the moment I want to make sure a fielding 11 on that game week you have to make sure you've got not above 4 between Liverpool Man City who was it Newcastle Everton <laughs> yes Newcastle and Everton I think you've got if you've got a plan for the game week 27 I think Wijnaldum will still be a good shout with all those options going forward he's going to be the uh, could be the Ozil of Newcastle pulling the strings. Wow, Newcastle that's a big shower. Brookie, you've pulled off quite a uh, differential tonight in Barkley. Who's, who would you drop from your midfield to put him in? Well, that's a good question actually because I was looking at replacing Barkley or Lukaku, so him scoring them two goals, both being penalties. So given his I, manager a headache. Yeah, but I don't think he'll have be on penalties come the weekend. I think Baines will be slot back in at left back. So, oh, did, thank did you. Did Barkley Martinez. score two penalties? <laughs> he did. 
Did you not see? Yeah, Barkley scored it. Because doesn't Baines normally take them? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, that's why he's yeah. in my, Bain, my did, squad. Baines didn't play, did he? Did he? Fucking he Martinez prick. No for Baines. No games Later this, no is, games. this is hurting me too. I'm going to move us on um, to Parker. Who's your panel's pick? Um, so my panel's pick is Christian Eriksen. Tottenham, good uh, run of form. And Eriksen in the last three games has scored two and assisted three. So his stats are right up there. Yeah, and potentially, I know Ali's only had a cold, but he potentially could slot into the number 10 role if Ali doesn't recover for the next game week. And their next fixtures, Watford at home, they have got City away, but City are not solid at the back at all. And then they've got Swansea and West Ham, so potential to pick up more points. And I, I like Pochino and I like Spurs, so I think um, more points for Ericsson. So it's a great point shout, time, th- I can't help but feel that you're just copying me, though, the last two weeks. <laughs> and why would I do that? Well, because it's the third week in a row that Ericsson's been highlighted, and it was me the previous two weeks. Okay. It's all right, mate. There's, I'm just saying, you know, just saying. There's, uh, there, there's a few medals to be awarded here. Yeah. So, Parker, just in terms of so that discussion there, if both players are fit, would you rather Ali with the lower value making space for someone like Sanchez or a higher price order, or do you think Ericsson is worth just having in on merit at the moment? Yeah. Uh... I think, yeah, you've got to go with Ali over Ericsson, but obviously there's a slight question mark over Ali. Um, he said on Twitter he's okay, but it's just a bit of a differential having Ericsson over Ali if you haven't got Ali in, or if you're looking to change up your midfield. I just think Ericsson's a, a good little differential. Um, and he t- tends to take free kicks and corners as well, so he's good from a set piece point of view as well. I believe actually the Iceman was having some trouble with a cold or a sore throat before the podcast. Can you recommend any any sort of medication or any any advice for Deli Ali? <laughs> yeah, um, Hall's um, is, um, uh, in big Hall, use by the Hall's are better than Suvers. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I think outstanding. Different. Okay, okay, and let's think about the Woodsman. And who have you got in mind this week, sir? Well, I don't think a week goes by without one of us eating some humble pie. So it's my turn this week. I'm going to have a face full of pie. Chow down on the pie. The luscious pie, that is Jamie Vardy and Riyad Mahrez. I think a couple of game weeks ago, I said about jettisoning them from your squads. Get them out because I couldn't see the form continuing. And then obviously game week 24 against Liverpool. The party has restarted. So, Jamie Vardy and Mares. I know a lot of people did the same as me, I think, in removing at least one of them from their squads due to the Vardy uh, injury operation saga. And I think he saw three or four game weeks blanking. And Riyad Mahrez, I think, went five consecutive game weeks blanking as well. But the parties definitely restarted. They were absolutely class against Liverpool. Uh, Leicester had 30, 13 shots created six chances, 15 crosses, and very forward-thinking with 28 completed take-ons as well. And obviously that wonder goal from uh, from Jamie as well. So I'm absolutely gutted that I've removed them from my squad and now I'm going to have to pay the price, literally, in terms of value to get them back in. Are you, are you actually going to put them back in as soon as you can? So do you think, uh, just to, to butt in there, would you see him as the option to swap in for Lukaku? I think that's what I was looking at at the moment. You're going to obviously free up a little bit of value with Jamie being 7.2 at the moment. The only thing that puts me off is the two away fixtures they've got coming up, Man City and Arsenal, in the next two game weeks. But I think after his performance uh, last night, uh, do, you, do you guys think he would be fixture-proof? I, I think on his day, he'll score against anyone personally. I, I think yeah. now's quite a good time to put him in. I'm not put off by them two fixtures. I think City and yeah. Arsenal are going to both be attack-minded, and that's going to suit Vardy to a T. I think. 
encounter. Yeah, I, I don't know if any of you guys watched the Man City Sunderland game, but they were so unlucky, City, not to concede against Sunderland. I mean, I don't know whether it was Sunderland playing amazingly or just City's defence being pretty slack this season, but they definitely could have easily conceded. So I think Jamie could probably produce goals against them. So we want to see more Vardy goals. Okay, so Leicester are very much back on the agenda. Coming forward to our differentials, then I'm going to come to the beard man first here. Who have you got in mind for a differential this week? There's one player I was looking at. I know we've highlighted Deli Alley and as a differential Ericsson, but I'm looking at one in between. He's only owned by 2% and he's at 6.6 and that's Chadley. Okay. He has popped up a few goals in here. I, I know he's a rotation risk, but if you're not willing to go that extra mile with Ericsson, and I know there are some people out there that still, still don't own Deli Alley, I think Chadley might be a good pick. And obviously, yeah. Lloyd's highlighted the fixtures. Do you think he'll play in front of Lamella? That's what I mean. He is a rotation risk, there's no doubt about that. But I think he has shown good signs of form. I think he will be in and out of the team. But I think there are points there to be made. Did he score a hat-trick in the cup game? Was it Chadley that got the hat-trick in the cup game? No, he did score though, but he didn't score a hat trick. Oh, okay. Well, I'm huh. just chatting shit as always. Ignore me. Huh. I know he'd scored. He's definitely scored. Such fantastic oh. football knowledge. That, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking. He scored three goals in fourth game. I think that he's featured in. Or is it four goals in that's, three? That's Either or, he's though, scoring it? loads. No, it's not <laughs> like a hat trick. That's pretty similar to a hat trick. <laughs> Woodsy's managed up. I was going to say, I think Woodsy's massacred your uh, your pick there. I'm going to give you a second chance, Beard. Well, okay, my backup was Jesse Lingard for United at 4.2 million. Cheap Better, go on. Fielder. He's, um, I think, the last two appearances he's had 90 minutes, and I think the previous two before that he's got 60 minutes. So he is he is getting yeah. game time, but obviously at that price, it's not too much of a risk, is it, to put him in as a fifth midfielder? Yeah, I think so. Oh God, we're going Manchester United players. That is risky, Brookie. Yeah, you really are scraping the barrel there, aren't you, Brookie? <laughs> no, we're back, mate. Louis Van Gie. We're back! Louis Van Gie. Did you just say that? We're back. <laughs> we're back, mate. Are you back oh, saying God. Van Gaal's army? Van Gaal's army. <laughs> Crazy dash bastard. <laughs> the fans love me. No, they don't, Louis. I, I buy into his philosophy. Yeah. Delusional Louis. What about you, Iceman? Who's your differential? I've actually gone for another United player, believe it or not. Oh, God. And it's, yeah, it's uh, Cameron Bothwick-Jackson. I think I'm saying that right as well. Bothwick-Jackson, yeah. That'll do. <laughs> he's, uh, he's actually uh, rated at 4 million at the moment, and he started the last three games for United. Sorry, sorry, he's, he's... sorry, Iceman. Who who the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, you've I never heard of that is. <laughs> You've never heard of him, have you? Brookie's a United fan. He's never heard of him. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to tell you about him. He's the left-back who's just started playing for United because United have too many injuries at the moment with Rojo out, Jones, Shaw and Young all out. They normally fill that left-back position. Obviously, Blind could still play there. But at the moment, it's actually Borthwick Jackson who's playing. He started the last three games for United. He's grown from the youth team, so potentially another Phil Neville won the card here. And we all know how good he was. <laughs> Wow. He, he has helped United keep uh, three clean sheets in the last three league games, and he got an assist in the last game, setting up Lingard, who, as Brookie said, is also a potential pick as a cheap midfielder. He's, he's selected by 0.4 of fancy football players, and I'm thinking about putting him in after the Chelsea game, as they've got Sunderland, Watford, West Brom, and Crystal Palace in the next five, and all those teams are lacking goals at the moment. So, yeah, this 19 year old is an easy way in to get into United's back four in my opinion considering so I've come with him as my considering none of us have heard of him I, I take it he's quite cheap then 
Yeah, four mil. Wow, that bargains. Is good pick ice, man. Yeah. I think I'd prefer to have Luke Shaw with one leg at the left back position. But <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, he's an easy way into a top four team, and he's only four mil. And he's Sorry, playing, one second. So... Well, well, you said top four there. Yeah, oh, I want to get carried away. <laughs> we are going to shut that five point gap down, mate. Yeah, I'm not surprised with Arsenal dwindling at the moment. Yeah, I'd say he's probably got about much uh, time game in, uh, game time in him. Sorry, as uh, Matt Target has. So it's probably about three or four weeks max. Could be right, but at the moment, yeah, I reckon go for him. Okay. I so might put him in. So you think a fifth defender he might be a good option? Yeah, why not? Okay. Well, I'm going to come to uh, Parker next. Who is your differential? <clears throat> My differential is Sigazig. Ah. So, oh, um, you've yeah. stolen him off me. Guilty <laughs> Sigurdsson. Um, Wonderful. Well, I, I, I just say now, I unanimously agree with this. Go good. on. Seven mil, only 3.7% own him. He's scored four and five, and his fixtures aren't looking too bad either. He's got two home games in a row against Palace, who are struggling defensively, and Southampton, and then he's got Spurs and Arsenal, which isn't great, but he is on pens, and he is on corners and stuff, So, and then he's got Norwich, Bournemouth, Villa, Stoke. So for a long-term investment, he, he looks quite good. And if you can rotate him for a couple of the big games against maybe Spurs and Arsenal away, he's then got the yeah, Norwich, Bournemouth, Villa, Stoke. So overall, his, his fixtures are pretty good. And a bit of a differential again for, for those players that are looking to mix it up in midfield. That's not an option for Barrett, though, is it? As he has three swans at the back. No, you're absolutely right. If you have three <laughs> swans at the back, you can't then put a fourth in midfield. <laughs> Which was too many. To see their clean sheet gone this weekend. Yeah, that's got to hurt when you think, yes, I want 18 points, sorry. and then suddenly, OTF. Four points, five points, God. Who the fuck in their right mind would have a flock of swans in their squad, though? <laughs> Absolutely. But maybe just one swan is enough. Just to give any new listeners some context, that Barrett is one of our friends who's in our league, and he's got three Swansea defenders in his team. Well, hold on, I wouldn't call him a friend, but certainly in our league. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to chime in and agree with uh, Lloydy there. I like the look of Sigerson at the moment. He's looking more and more dangerous, and we know he's got Premier League pedigree and his quality as well. Good with the free kicks. Yeah. Finally, I'm going to come to Woodsy for a differential. I'm not going to forget you this time, mate. Who have you got? Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Um, I think a couple of guys went with the Bournemouth theme last game week, so I'm going to continue with that. I know Lloyd also shouted up a phobie, but Mark Pugh, his name has been cropping up the last few weeks or last few fixtures. Uh, it's 4.6 million and owned by 0.1% of fantasy football managers. I mean, there could be a very valid reason for that figure, and I'm sure you'll highlight that shortly, but... Um, the last few game weeks and the last few fixtures he's been picking up points so we've had this game week against Palace where he got a goal and totaled 7 points and the last couple of game weeks he's been playing 90 minutes uh, I know against Sunderland uh, in between the fixtures against Norwich and Palace he only played 56 minutes and scored a point but in the last 3 fixtures he's picked up a total of 16 points their home fixture at Norwich he got 2 assists and in the FA Cup game against Portsmouth as well he scored I do like the idea of having a Bournemouth attacking player, but that, that midfield, it, it, the points are so spread that they are all in a cheap budget option, aren't they? But you don't know whose game week it's going to be. It could easily be, I don't know, Stanislas's weekend or yeah. Arthur's, do you know what I mean? Or Goslin. It's mm. not one player standing out, is it? No, that's yeah. it. I think Lloydie said Arthur didn't need other week. I know, Brookie, you mentioned one as well. Like you say, they're all around the similar sort of value and could equally get involved in, in each game week. But 
Pew's the one that's popped up. I keep on hearing his name the last few game weeks. Uh, and their fixes as well are looking quite encouraging. I know Lloydie covered that. Arsenal at home, and we all know how shit Arsenal are at the moment. Uh, then Stoke, uh, then Stoke at home, who have just conceded three, and then Watford as well. So differential differential. So if you're looking for a, a cheap differential, give you the differential aspect on your uh, mini league opponents and to free up some cash, then he could be an option. Yeah, the problem, the problem is is that uh, you could have like Daniels getting involved, or you could and not put him on your team, like Pink Brookie did this week, which we quite. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't wait to get that out there, Lord. I had to get a bit of revenge, mate, for the fucking yeah. Baines thing. Do you know what I mean? That's killed me. So I need to like. Did Lane Baines not somewhere. play? Yeah, actually, Parker, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon as well and and get my back up with the Baines attack as well. Because Brookie, didn't you bench Antonio as well this game week? Oh God! <laughs> oh, <laughs> two punches. <laughs> Shots fired. Two massive yeah, knives right in his beard there. <laughs> I, I actually put Antonio in this game week, mate, so I can tell you how many points he got if you like. Um, yeah, and I, I could mean... also actually, I could look up how many points Ozil got as well, because he's been, he's got the same amount of points the last three game weeks, because <laughs> Arsenal shit, did I mention that? Dude, <laughs> what was your final game week score? Does that have interest? 66, I think. Why? Oh, what was mine? Just 73. Oh, okay, fair enough, mate. Well, it could have oh. been more than that, couldn't it? If you, <laughs> Moving uh... on. Hold on, wait, 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 Woodsy, Woodsy let, let's paint the whole picture there. What was your final game week score? Uh, 66, I And And <laughs> what, what happens if you minus the minus? So well, I still had 18 points on my bench, and I still beat you. Well, Interesting, well let's done, put it that sir. way. Yeah, that, well done. Your squad depth is obviously a lot better than mine, but if you were that good, mate, you'd have those points. Dude, I always go deeper field. than you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what Kerry tells me, mate. Ooh. Kerry being right. your wife. <laughs> wow. Uh, looking forward to hearing from Kerry again on Twitter soon. So, so let's move on from the differentials to the price rises. I'm just going to run you through a couple of obvious ones for this week. But the two I've got in mind, we've talked about them already, so not, not much more needs to be said. But Deli Alley, owned by 997,000 fancy football managers. He's gone up 12,000 today. He's still an absolute pittance when you consider what he does for how much he actually costs. Uh, I can still see him rising if he gets over that cold and takes an Iceman soother next couple of days. And uh, I can also see Bardi being a good one in the next few weeks. It literally looks like one of those players you're playing FIFA fancy ultimate team and a player's a little bit knackered. You give them a, a fitness card and suddenly they're 100% again. Bardi is looking sharp. Arguably the goal of the season against Liverpool, which I'll open up to you guys in a moment. Um, but 18 goals in the league now. Another 12,000 have transferred him today. And he's only owned by 1.4 million, which means about a half million drop from his peak. So, again, plenty of room to move there if he gets back on that streak that he was on earlier in the season. I'll repeat it again. He's got City and Arsenal next, but then Norwich and the Baggies. And I think he's got potential to score in all of those. I'm going to raise that question to you guys, though. Deli Ali versus Jamie Vardy. Goal of the season so far? Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Brookie? I'll go Deli Ali. Lloydie? I haven't seen Vardy's goal, so I can't comment. Me neither. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, and you were slamming Liverpool earlier. Yeah, get, it up on, get it up on YouTube, mate. Goal of the season. Woodsy? I'm going to have to go Ali, I think. Uh, I did do a Twitter poll earlier. I think the general consensus was it was 50-50 for quite a time. And I'm just checking now. It's still 50-50. So oh, wow. we've got a complete divide there. So was that between all two voters? No, actually, Parker, we had six votes on that poll. Oh, um, so no, no, we didn't. We had almost 60. So uh, it was a 50-50 divide between Vardy and Ali. But 
I'm going to go Ali. It's certainly not election poll numbers, but we can definitely see the fantasy football community is divided on this one. For anybody that voted Ali, though, unfortunately you are wrong. The goal of the season is Vardy so far. Yeah. So yeah, we're not I'm going to move us on to our captain's choices. Very much in the Kun camp last week, apart from the Iceman. Would you like a moment to speak about the success of a captain choice for once? Well, considering I've scored around about the same as everyone else, because the rest of my team did awful, but yeah, I did have a sexy party when a captain came, and he came in with two goals and three bonus points. A fine choice. So because of that, I'm going to let you pick first this week. Who will be your captain for this coming weekend? I'm actually looking at Ozil. Oh, he wow. Looked re- he looked really annoyed when he walked off the pitch, having not scored and in- created in- ten chances. Incredible. Uh, exactly. And I think... As another differential captain, I may go for Ozil, just to set me apart from the group, because I know that no one else is going to go for him. Be stupid enough. You're so blinded. So let me, te- well, let me ask you this. It's going to get to Saturday, 11 o'clock in the morning. Are you telling me that captain's armband is going to be on Arsenal's maestro? It's on him at the moment. It's definitely... Like, that wasn't yeah, my question. Change. I said 11 o'clock at- in the morning on a Saturday. Is it still going to be there? Who knows what happens at 11 o'clock in the morning, hey? You ain't got the minerals, mate. The mind may change, but at the moment it's definitely on Ozil. (laughs) So Ozil, Lloydie, who who are you picking? Um, Yeah, God. (laughs) It's a tough one. Simon's not thought that. No, I have. I've I've been thinking about it too much, if anything. Um, And that can happen. Angry wank, remember? Aguero, again. He's on a good run. I think Leicester at home, I think City are going to be well up for it. I actually think Pellegrini and that scene is going to leave could actually be one of the best things because the players might be now quite free and working hard really for Pep to come in. So um, I think Aguero, I think he might might bag up a couple. Just on a quick side note to that, actually my signing of the January transfer was Pep Guardiola. That is a hell of a signing from Man City. Just wanted to say that. They've well, won the league already. I think that absolutely put a smokescreen over the fact they didn't sign any players, but equally the fact that Arsenal bought yeah. no one, Chelsea didn't buy anyone of note, nor did United. Really, City didn't have to because they had the strongest squad anyway. Can I just add, yeah. how did Villa not sign anyone? They've yeah. got the well, worst team on record. That, they didn't sign anyone. That in Man, itself, I think they've accepted they're going down. It's just a waste <laughs> yeah. of money. Any, any money they throw at that team is just a waste. Yeah, but they should have surely tried to sign like a Jordan Rhodes or something who's proven in the league and you think, get him in now, at least he might score some goals in the Premier League and then he'll potentially get us up next year. But they just seem to be resigned to it. Have you ever heard of rats boarding a sinking ship? They tend to try and run away from it, so... That's probably why they haven't signed anybody, because they're going down. They, they could have taken Stephen Fletcher. I mean, he went to Marseille. And the thing about Villa is they could have gone out £15 million. Fans, they want to stay up. Quite easily have bought someone like Austin, Jordan Rhodes. £15 million those two went for on the transfer window. And that's a top strike force for the second half of the season. Yeah, definitely. So coming to Woodsy, who's your, who's your captain for the week? Well, being a little bit of a hypocrite, I was eyeing up Sanchez. And I've slated <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> Oh yeah, Arsenal crap. Yeah. Well, they are shit, but Sanchez isn't. So um, <laughs> he looked he looked like the most dangerous, I think, against Southampton. Got five shots, eighty-three uh, percent of his passing was completed, and created five chances. And if it wasn't for Forster, I think he could have easily had a couple of goals, if not a hat trick. So eyeing him up against Bournemouth, especially with Bournemouth's defence as well. Good going forward, Bournemouth at the moment, but potentially not as strong defensively. So Sanchez, Sanchez is the way to go. And what about you, Beard? Who's your captain? We've seen, Don't lie this time, Brookie. Oh, we've 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 sitting Leicester the, the, the lunchtime kickoff, aren't they? I know I know it shouldn't matter, but 
that does put yeah. me off big time. Early captain failed, ruined my weekend. So I know, I think Tottenham are home to Watford. So I think yeah. I think the, the safe bet would probably be Ari, but I'm quite liking my uh, gorgeous George panel pick, Wijnaldum. From my He's my captain <laughs> choice, Lloyd. Is he fuck? <laughs> 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 never going to believe that, Brookie. What? Right, the story going to believe that. On a Saturday morning, and is it fuck going to stay in Wijnaldum? Yeah. Would nobody consider uh, a United player, maybe a Martial or a Rooney? Rooney with six and six. Yeah, now. Brookie, what about your Brookie? What about for Lingard? No, no, I don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being silly, Lloyd. God, when Adam. Okay, and finally, uh, I, uh, sorry, I'll do it again. Finally, Parker, who would you pick for your captain? <laughs> when he said mine. <laughs> You're really big. Fucking hell, Bernard, you are really off the boil tonight, mate. I, I'll be honest, I left the room to go get my charger for that whole conversation, so I haven't been here for two minutes. And I'm just going to throw my name into the hat as well in terms of captain. I'm going to go for Jamie Vardy. He's on form. He's the best striker in Europe. He's going to score again. Pick Vardy. And that brings us on to Woodsy's travels around Twitter. Who have you been talking to this week, sir? Thanks, Paul, and thanks to all our listeners for continued support on Twitter. As we have done in previous weeks, received a lot of tweets, a lot of communication via social media. So we thank you for that. I'd also like to give credit to at Callum Reed. Callum was the person that forwarded on the last question that we had last week about who is going to be the most influential player of the second half of the season. And I couldn't remember him at the time. So thank you for that last week, Callum. This week we've got at Simon Morgan PE. I presume he's a PE teacher. There's a picture of him on Twitter of him doing deadlifts. Didn't look very heavy, Simon, but we've all got to start somewhere. Um, <laughs> so his question, oh, boys, and <laughs> coming from me, the hypocrite, do you even lift? Come on, Lloyd, <laughs> I was expecting you there to perk up, but he's not going to. Right, so Simon, as well as a lot of other people, have been asking... When are the double game weeks going to be? And boys, do we know? Bullard? Uh, not a Scooby, mate. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I know I can rely on our producer and founder, Iceman. Well, it looks like it might be week uh, game week 32 or game week 34. We know that there's a, ga- uh, a blank on game week 27. It's not been confirmed yet, but it's more likely... I think there's definitely a game week 34, but it's just not been completely confirmed yet. That's all I know. Thanks, Iceman. And Brookie and Parker, do you have any input to that, or are you equally as useless as Bullard? As far as I'm aware, well, I know, obviously, we've got a blank game week 27 coming up, but there could also be a blank game week 30 and game week 35 due to the FA Cup. And I think the likely double game weeks for my research are game weeks 34 and 37. Brilliant. And are they going to be the teams that don't feature in game week 27? And that sounds quite obvious. But So it's going to be your City, Everton, Newcastle. Who else was it? Liverpool. OK, brilliant. Well, thanks, guys. Um, Liverpool. There you go, Simon. There's your answer. And that's the end of the Twitter feature. Back to you, Bullard. Yeah, so keep sending us your, your tweets and questions, advice about your teams or anything life orientated. We will uh, try our best to answer with the panel. Now, I'm going to bring us on no to the Iceman. None of them. So I'm going to bring us on to the, the Iceman's quiz. Iceman, you skipped leg day with me to go shopping with the missus this week. Have you dropped, <laughs> have you dropped, have you dropped anything else That's harsh, from man. the quiz this week? Not as harsh as being left high and dry in the squat rack without a spotter, you jerk. <laughs> have you dropped anything else on the squat rack? 
If it helps, I went the next day and I went on my own. If that <laughs> helps in any way. It doesn't. What's on the quiz? It doesn't this look week? like it. Wee. <laughs> um, well, surprisingly, Beard won last week. Uh, so uh, I think we're at Beard with one and Stu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Beard. Uh, and Stu's got one as well. Ooh. And uh, yeah, Lloyd and Pete lacking behind at the moment. So Catamol is looming. As just to remind any new listeners, there's a forfeit for the quiz. Whoever loses at the end of the season will have to put. One, either who is it Catamol did we get down to Catamol in the end we, we want well, we people to, to tweet, tweet ideas yeah we want people to tweet us ideas who who plays all the time but will score us literally nothing yeah they have to put this player in from a month of, of the first month of next season so obviously none of them really want this so they're all gunning to do really well in the quiz and it just ups the competitive side of it a little bit ok I'm going to go straight into it. question one according to Opta who has the most solo goals this season and the options are Aguero, Perez, Lukaku, Martial, Defoe, Igalo, and Vardy. And we're going to bully first. I'm going to say Jermaine Defoe. And the beard? I will say Perez. And Lloyd? I'll go Martial. And Woodsy? I'm going to go with Igalo. I can't believe no one said the obvious answer here, and it's Vardy. <coughs> well, I thought he'd be assisted by Mares. Yeah, yeah, same, same, same logic. Course? If you'd have owned him earlier in the season, you'd have understood why that wasn't <laughs> the obvious answer. <laughs> okay, well, how many solo goals has he scored, Bernard? I can tell you that because no, I don't. Um, eight. And bid seven. And Lloyd five. And Woodsy nine. Okay, and so see Beard, he gets one right there. It's seven he's got so far this Ooh, season. Lovely. With Agarlo on six, Aguero on five, Perez on five, Kaku four, Harry four. Good. That is good. Uh. <laughs> okay, moving on to question two. Who has got the most handballs this season? And the options are Danny Rose, Pedro, Klein, Agarlo, Moses or Ajoa. And we're going to the Beard Man first. Okay, um, I'll say Klein. Okay, and Lloyd? I got And Woodsy? I'm also going to go Nathaniel. And Bully? I like Klein as well. Okay, it's Lloyd that's got it right. Agarlo, Zoa and Moses, all on four. Is the next question, how many times have they handballed? Because I think I know the answer. No, I (laughs) <laughs> I was actually leaving the uh, the amounts this time because it was so low. I thought it was everyone was gonna, just going to get a point. I didn't really want to share the points like you and Brookie did last it's all right, week. Mate, it's fine. It's all right. No, don't worry. <laughs> okay, moving on to question three. Which team has had the most shots on target so far this season? And the options wow. are Leicester, Man City, Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United, and Liverpool. And we're going to Lloyd first. Most shots on target. Well, it's not United. Um, <laughs> Man City. Okay. Woodsy? Ooh, oh, oh, God. Uh, Spurs. <laughs> Bully? Leicestershire. And Beard? Leicester, mate. And Woodsy gets a point, so it's actually Spurs. Get in. Ooh. Fuck you, Lee. You're not coming in my squad. Man City close behind, then Arsenal, then Leicester, then West Ham, believe it or not. Well, that's bleeding the obvious, mate. Everyone can believe that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lloyd, how many shots on target have they got so far? Fucking hell. Yeah, uh, it's a big number, um, I think. 
Stabbing the well, dog. Was that a big number, yeah? I'm going to go with... I'm going to have to push you for time there, Parker. Hurry the fuck up. <laughs> okay, mate. Thanks for that. I'm going to go for 200. And Woodsy. Oh, wow. Um, 185. And Bully? Uh, 220. And Beard? I was going to say 180. And Beard gets the points, as it's 157. So, <sighs> at the moment, Stu's on one point... Uh, Beard's on two, Lloyd's on one, and Pete. How many are on, mate? Cool. Yeah, you're on nothing. Uh, okay, question four. <laughs> Which striker has created the most chances so far this season? So, if it was a midfielder, the answer would obviously be Ozil. And the options are Perez, Rooney, Dini, Lukaku, Kane, or Vardy. So, who's created the most chances so far this season? going to Woodsy first. Why would it be obvious if it was midfielders? Because Ozil was the highest of that by a mile. Oh, right, okay. Those strings, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah I, know, I know he's got lots of assists, but I thought... <laughs> he's created the most maybe chances. Maybe somebody would have... Right, creating chances. Um, oh, God. Uh, I'm going to have to say Kane. Okay, Bully? I was going to say Kane as well. You Beard. weren't. You've just copied Kane, me. mate. Harry. And Lloyd? Beanie. Great shout, Lloyd. But he gets the point there with Deeney. Boom! Prick. <laughs> okay, how many chances has he has he created, Woodsy? Uh, that's a good question. That's why I ask it. Yeah, good. Um, how many chances has he created? 32? Okay, and Bully? 38 chances. And Beard? I was going to say 80. <laughs> wow. Deeney is... Deeney's the creator. <laughs> So, he's is 80 his final answer? <laughs> yeah, he said it. He's locked in. As soon as I hear it, that's it. Christ. Um, <laughs> I'm, not get, I'm not taking this I was going to say. It's, 40. It's, it's, it's okay, Pete gets the point. It's actually 36. Pete went 38, so you're <sighs> off the mark, Pete. So, it, it feels good to be one step closer to glory. <laughs> so Lloyd's on two, Beard's on two, Pete's on one, and Stu is also on one. How many chances has he created? Uh, oh no, I've done that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know the answer. It's 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 uh, question five. Eighty. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell when he got to bed? Right. <laughs> It's 12 o'clock. <laughs> okay, question, question five. Which team has had the most attempts from set plays so far this season? And the options are Southampton, Man City, West Ham, Crystal Palace, Liverpool or Tottenham. And Pete, Bully, you're, you're first. City. And Beard? Um, yeah, I'll say Man City, mate. And Lloyd? I was going to say Man City as well. And Stu? West Ham United. <laughs> so Stu's the only one that doesn't get the point there. Damn! As it's, <laughs> it's Man City. Yeah. Okay, how many how many attempts have they had? Bully first. I'm going to say from set pieces, uh, forty. And Beard. I'll say fifty. And Lloyd. I'm going to go fifty-one. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> what was the lowest? Oh God, forty. What was the highest? Fifty-one. <laughs> oh, everyone's saying higher, so that's okay. Fifty-two. <laughs> and Stu gets the point. Yay! <laughs> Good job. I didn't say thirty-nine. I was actually going to go thirty-nine. <laughs> it's actually a hundred and nine. Wow! Where you are. Wow. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> 
So final question. So there's two points available here. With Stu on two, Pete's on two, Beard's on three, and Lloyd's on three. Anyone can still win it. But fi- final question. Ten games midweek. How many take-ons were registered on Opta Stats for this game week? Just to let you know what a take-on is. This is an attempt by a player to beat an opponent in position of the ball. A successful dribble means the player beats the defender while retaining possession. Unsuccessful ones are where the dribbler is tackled. Just for your knowledge there, Woodsy. And Thank you, so, mate. <laughs> we're going to Beard first. God. Um, so this is what? The total take-on for every game. So this is every yeah every team yeah. calculated all up. So okay. how many take-ons were there throughout right. the whole game? I will say game? 180. Okay, and Lloyd? Um, 100. And Woodsy? Um, I can remember from my stats that Leicester had 28. So Leicester alone, I'm going to go 100 and... 90. Okay, and Bullard? 189. Oh, that was a bad choice there, Billy, because it's actually 379. Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> so Stu actually gets the points there. There's a lot of players that there that know what a take-on is. <laughs> okay, last question. So, Pete, you're actually out the running for this one, but you may as well answer it anyway. I'll have a go, mate. Pray, yeah. pray, pray to Lee. <laughs> You're your first loser, mate, but still, you know, you still participate. <laughs> I was the first one out, boy. To be honest, he, 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 could, he could get the point, actually. Scott, Scott, what I just said, he could get the point, and then you all draw, and then we have to do a decider round. Sorry, that was actually, oh. I was actually wrong there. Mate, I've, already got my, there. I've, I've already got my face mask on. Am I still playing? Or? <laughs> yeah, he's still playing. Okay, bonus question. Which team had the most amount of take-ons this game week? And we're going to the beard first. So Stuart said, what, 28 take-ons from Leicester alone? Did I? Uh, he, he was wrong according to Opta. Oh, was I? Oh, wow. Yeah, according to Opta, it's actually different. Well, I'll, I'll go with Leicester anyway. Okay. What was the, um, what's the correct answer for Leicester jury? I'm not no, going to give you any Don't give him anything. <laughs> yeah, because oh, right, okay. beard's, beard's already gone Leicester. So I'm going to go to Lloyd next. I'm going to go with Spurs. Okay, and Woodsy? Uh, I'm going to go with Leicester. And Bully? Manchester United. And you're all wrong. It's actually Man City. Ah. Just to give it some context, Man City have got 35, Arsenal on 30, Newcastle 29, Leicester on 26. Going to Opta here. So I've got to do another decider question between the top so Pete you're actually out of the running now <laughs> now the decided question thanks you for coming just, though, mate. Just, just nudge me when you need me alright I'll be, I'll be here with his cock in his hand Pete you're going to be fluffing the new pillows or what are you going to be doing I'm going to be mostly fluffing the pillows and preparing my midfield for the league catamaran <laughs> and that's a metaphor for masturbating over Pornhub I'll be fluffing right. the pillows I'm going to move us on um, so Stu coming to you first what percentage is Ashley Williams selected by without looking? Uh, oh, I can hear you clicking. God. Uh, Ashley Williams, um, percentage-wise, I'm going to say he's... Oh, is he double figures? Um, Need an answer for me quickly, please. Okay, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say 8%. Okay, and Beard? 
Oh, Christ. Um, I will say 10%. And Lloyd? I've, I'm going to go safe and go... Do I, can I put a point in there, or I've got to go hold... Yeah, you can put, you can put a point. 10.1. Oh, <laughs> God. You went the wrong way, Lloyd. It's actually 7.6. So, yeah. Stu wins this week. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> through being the best guesser. Oh, yeah. I'm very good at I guessing. I thought it was 12%. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you read it wrong, mate. You were clearly looking at somebody else. Yeah. Oh, I was looking at Carl Norton. Shit. I can't wait for one of you to have Lee Casimo on your team next season. <laughs> I cannot wait. So what's that, what's it now? Is it two to Woods, one to Beard, nil to me and Bullard? Yeah, Bullard. that's right. That's oh, all the ranking. Excellent. <laughs> Right, <laughs> so that brings us. <laughs> Mate, I'd already gone to bed. So that brings us to the end of the Iceman's quiz, finishing another wonderful podcast off. Just before we go, I'm just going to plug our social media and contactable avenues. Should you want to ask us any questions, or indeed tweet us any dodgy pictures or anything like that, we've got uh, following us at Twitter. That's mainly Woodting on there. You can ask us questions. FF underscore surgery. If you want to email us at all, FF surgery podcast at yahoo.com on Facebook. You can get us at the fantasy football surgery and iTunes exclamation mark fantasy football surgery. It's great to see more people joining our fantasy football surgery league as well. I'm just going to go to Parker just to wheel off the top 10. Yes, yeah, so just to say, there's now 65 people in the league, so that's, that's great news. I've now dropped out the top 10, so the top 10 is as follows. Ooh. A little hashtag here. This is without the updated scores from today, because this league still wasn't up to date. So, basically, from yesterday's games, the top 10 is number 10, Patrick Larson, 9, Lee Davis, 8, Michael Cahill, uh, 7, Jad Safa, 6, John Olkin, 5, Mike Hutchins, 4, Nat Thomas, 3, Richard Kosmala, 2, Mitchell Barfurst, and 1, Dick Fry. Congratulations. Dick, Dick Fry. Dick, Dick Fry, great, great to see Dick still top there. <laughs> he gave us some bants on Twitter as well, didn't he? Yeah, very what, strong banter. Strong banter from Dick. Lovely, lovely stuff. All that's left is to say goodbye to the panel, so to Woodsy. Goodbye, guys, and only two days until game week 25, yay! <laughs> and to Parker. Good night, folks. And to the beard. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. Nice, man. Yep, thanks for listening. Bye, guys. That's goodbye from me. We'll speak to you and see you next week.